Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One Kid Means Forever. This is the podcast where we talk about all of the things that are snuggly and kitty and cute about all of your favorite made-for-TV romances, but also sometimes the things that make you get stuck up in a tree because cats do that and they have to have a fireman that saves them. Anyway. If they're outdoor cats, spay and neuter your pets, everyone. <laughs> anyway, we're talking about your favorite made-for-TV romances, the kinds that you find on Hallmark, Netflix, Lifetime, etc. Yay! Uh, so before we jump into the episode, uh, when this is dropping, uh, happy Thanksgiving to those who celebrate. Um, and regardless of how that is, and to me, I always think of Thanksgiving as that holiday where I get some time off and I go and like hang out with my family. (laughs) (laughs) And we eat gourds. (laughs) We eat gourds. We do eat gourds. And why is this episode so special about to, about this date, Hannah? Okay. So, uh, this is a movie that I'm sort of shocked we've never done before. Though I guess like timing is everything. Um, we're going to be talking about a movie that is, a classic of all classics for Hallmark, uh, The Nine Lives of Christmas. Yay! Now, uh, if you know this movie, you love this movie. I don't think there is anybody who doesn't love this movie like this movie. I hope. (laughs) I hope so. Um, But it was very important for us to get this out today because tonight, if you listen to it the day this is dropping, Thanksgiving 2021, the sequel is coming out! Yay! Ah, I'm so excited. So, should we just jump in on this movie, Katie? I think let's just jump <laughs> in. We're on our eighth live. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, so, Nine Lives of Christmas. It originally premiered November 8th, 2014. Like, this is an old movie oh my gosh. in Hallmark World. Yeah. Um, also, that means it's been a shit long time. For a sequel to then come out. Like, usually they're like a year, maybe two. I'm I'm for it. Um, I'm for it. And I, I, again, could not be happier that we get a sequel to this movie. Couldn't be happier. (laughs) Right, dear? Um, So, this is the Hallmark synopsis. Fireman Zachary Stone is a confirmed bachelor who doesn't believe in love or commitment. When a stray tabby cat named Ambrose shows up at his door, Zachary takes him in and slowly starts to see the little that a little companionship might not be so bad after all. Zachary's commitment to solitude is further challenged when he meets Merrily, an animal lover and veterinary student who teaches Zachary how to care for his new feline roommate. Chemistry immediately develops between the two, but will they find a way together despite themselves? And it stars Kimberly Sustad and Brandon Ralph. Holler. Holler. Um, I do want to say this is based on a book, which I have not read. And Me neither. Uh, after listening to the Which Was Better episode, <laughs> will not read. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. I'm glad that you did that research because I was thinking about reading it, but not no. so much. Okay, we'll we'll talk about this later. We'll, we'll get there. Okay, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do the movie synopsis, and I think it's important to say that we're pretty much exclusively talking about the movie. 
because they are apparently not that similar. Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, But here's the movie synopsis based on what we watched. So Zachary Stone, a.k.a. 2006's Superman, somehow Brandon Routh, is a fireman who doesn't do the whole love thing. See, his parents got divorced, so he knows that love is not for him. I have felt him on that in my life. He's a casual dater through and through, but he's always got the dates because, again, hot firefighter. Meow. Uh, He's currently dating Blair, the beautiful yet bitchy model, and he's in the process of flipping his house, which is a thing that he does on the side. Kimberly Sustad plays Marilee White, a vet student who is all work and no play. She's basically put her life on hold to, or she did put her life on hold to raise her little sister when their parents died. So she's just recently started to like work on getting her dream realized, um, which is being a vet, obviously. Uh, She lives in an apartment complex that doesn't allow pets. So not the greatest place for a vet slash animal lover because if you're if you're not an animal lover and a vet that's weird (laughs) um (laughs) so she has a secret cat queenie who hopefully nobody is gonna find i also feel the secret cat real hard yeah i i remember those days of persephone she's not a secret cat anymore she's not (laughs) but still So one day after work, Zachary rescues a cat from a dog attack. The cat, whose collar says Ambrose, seems to decide that Zachary is now his. When Zachary pursues Ambrose's real owner, it turns out that the person has died and Ambrose really does need a new home. So Zachary is okay with him staying for a short period of time until they find a bet- find a better solution. But Ambrose is also a hit at the fire station too, as he's a very friendly and outgoing cat. Yeah, I feel like Ambrose and Pigeon are, like, different colors, but the same. I feel like Pigeon would do really well at a firehouse. (laughs) He'd be like, oh, I can just go hang out here? Cool. (laughs) (laughs) There are people around? I like people. Um, Anyway, so at the supermarket, Marilee stops Zachary from buying bad pet food. Uh, And her immediate reaction is essentially, ooh, hot, hot boy. Uh, but also that he wouldn't be interested in her because she's not the kind of girl that he would like. Uh, But when her sister takes her out for a birthday dinner, she again runs into Zachary at the restaurant, and they get to chatting about Ambrose. And this is also when Marilee makes up a lie about a fake boyfriend to get her sister off her back using Zachary as a template. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's very cringy. Um, So Blair, unlike essentially everyone else, does not like Ambrose. Um, She does not like animals, therefore she is a bad. Um, (laughs) She might be the daughter of a man who owns the pet supply store, but she is 100% not an animal person. Like I said, a bad. Uh, So she insists that Zachary bring Ambrose to the store, to the pet store, to find him a new home. And she insists that Marilee takes Ambrose. But when Marilee says she can't, Blair gets annoyed. And when Ambrose kind of like swipes his paw at her, kind of like batting around, like very gently, like he's kind of almost waving, 
Blair freaks out and decides that Ambrose is a vicious animal that needs to be dealt with. And when Merrily defends Ambrose and says she's freaking out, Blair has her fired. <laughs> it Like, this is extreme reaction to the max here. Right. Uh, so when Zachary finds out that Blair had Merrily fired, because, it you know, it took a minute. It, it wasn't like it was instantaneous. Um, he knows he can't keep dating Blair. Uh, and when he breaks it off with her, he also finds out that she's kicked Ambrose out of the house. She's basically like, open the door, thrown the cat out, shut the door, and be like, bye, bitch. Where's um, Ambrose? I don't know. Yeah, like, an unremorseful, terrible human. So now Ambrose is missing, and he can't apologize to Marilee because the only place he knew specifically how to find her was at the pet store, and she's not there anymore. Um, and he only knows her first name and, you know, it's hard. That's it. He he knows basically nothing about her. And why does he feel so strongly about apologizing? Well, stop asking him that. Get off his back. (laughs) (laughs) Cause he's a good person and maybe he (laughs) likes her. I don't know. (laughs) So meanwhile... As another part of her birthday present, Marilee's sister Jacqueline takes her out for a girl's day. So so spa, mani-pedi, shopping, you know, getting all cute. Um, They find an amazing dress and they get all dolled up. Uh, Jacqueline insists that Marilee shows off this new look to her boyfriend. But remember, she doesn't have one. She's using him as a template. Oh, no. What is Marilee to do? So she convinces Jacqueline that... uh, um, she needs to go to the firehouse alone. Don't worry about it. Whatever. Um, and then she starts the long walk home from the firehouse. But who might be sitting by the side of the road but Ambrose? She found him. And Marilee knows that Ambrose belongs to Zachary. So she scoops him up and brings him to the fire station. And it turns out that Zach is going to see her in all her cuteness. <laughs> so... As a thank you for saving Ambrose and as an apology for the job thing, Zachary takes Marilee to dinner. Since it's at a food truck and she gets cold, he gives her his jacket before taking her home. And the next day, he shows up at her school, wanting to take her to coffee to celebrate the end of term and her taking a test, uh, and to get his jacket back. Like, it's, it's, it's a little contrived, but like, not... The worst one you've ever seen. Right. But this time, when he drives her home, they find her door open, and Queenie has been found by management. Ah, Oh my gosh. So tragic. So while Zachary tries to save the day with, like, you know, doing building code speak to the manager and, like, you know, all sorts of housing code eviction stuff um and he ends up not really being able to keep her from being evicted uh so that's sad but having this whole big house to himself he invites merrily over to move in until she can get back on her feet and with no better options merrily accepts luckily kitties ambrose and queenie fall instantly in love so there will be no cat issues with the roommate situation yeah Persephone and Pigeon did not fall instantly in love. <laughs> Persephone doesn't like other cats. She only likes people. And the pigeons kind of like that too. <laughs> I, I call bullshit on Ambrose and Queenie liking each other. Cats don't usually <laughs> like each other like that. Well, I, I can tell you 
uh, that that is addressed in the book, and I have I I can tell you information about that after we're done. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Merrily, having no job and on school break, starts helping around the house. Uh, Zachary's looking for like the right shade of white to paint the wall, and she is magic and figures out how to get it correct. And she connects the stove, and she can tile the backsplash, and she can cook and everything. She's just a handy gal to have around. Yeah. And Zachary is spending all of his free time with her. But when the guys at the firehouse suggest that it's because he likes her, he shuts that down like, whoa. And nope, he's just, he's not interested. She's just there. Like, he doesn't do love. Remember? (laughs) Ha ha, (laughs) Zachary. Well, Merrily is really starting to like, like Zachary. On the advice of her friend, she hangs mistletoe to see if he'll kiss her. (laughs) Just like the weirdest advice ever, but whatever. But hang it, she does, and kiss her, he does. Ah, confusion! So many feelings, there's feelings abound, everybody is freaking out, like, including us watching, we're like, ah! (laughs) Um, So, kind of feeling good about this, Merrily invites Zachary to this party because sister Jacqueline wants to meet him and you know they, they've kissed and so maybe this is a thing but he declines saying he has to work but when Merrily arrives at the party Zachary is there and kind of being all around this lady in a red dress and Merrily feels super betrayed so that night Merrily moves out or that morning th- like the following morning you know within 24 hours yeah. or maybe even 12 because how could she not she can't stay there she can't stay in a place where she's being lied to by this guy that she's in love with who doesn't love her back. And Zachary is confused. He thought things were going well. He thought they were, like, vibing and having mm-hmm. a good relationship. Um, that's not a relationship, but whatever. Uh, but he's not going to stop her since they're not a couple. And it's not his fault. He didn't do anything. Uh, but both Zachary and Ambrose are down in the dumps. Because they both miss Marilee and Queenie. Um, and Marilee didn't tell him where she was going or leave a forwarding address and won't answer his calls. So he knows she's upset, but he genuinely is like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't know how to talk to each other. <laughs> but anyway, on Christmas Day, Zachary is having the worst Christmas ever without Marilee. He apologizes to Ambrose for putting them both in this in this position to miss their respective ladies and promises that if he could do something, he would. So cat magic to the rescue. Ambrose is a good boy and paws at the newspaper. And Zachary looks at the newspaper to see what story he's pawing. And it happens to be an, a story about the pet adoption place that he knows Merrily is going to volunteer at on Christmas Day. Ha ha! He can find her. Thanks, Ambrose. So with blatant misuse of taxpayer funds, Zachary takes the fire truck with lights and sirens to the park for the adoption. He and Merrily have to clear the air about the party, but it turns out he was there for work as he was there promoting the firefighter calendar and the lady was not his date at all, uh, but just the mayor's wife who wanted to take a picture with him. And Zachary declares his feelings primarily by imitating the mating rituals of mountain lions and (laughs) climbing to the highest point and asking her to join him. 
It's so romantic. Since she does, we know they'll be together forever. After all, they've already kissed once. And one kiss kiss means forever. forever. And they kiss again. And since the sequel to this movie does air tonight, uh, and it sort of sounds like maybe they're not together in it, uh, they better get their asses in gear and get back together by 10 p.m. They have... They have until 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time <laughs> today. And if not, um, the riot on Twitter will be real. I guarantee we're all going to lose our goddamn minds. <laughs> I did not realize that they are not together in this I, movie. It, that is the rumor, yes, is that they like might not be together at the beginning of this movie. It might have, like, this might be a rekindled romance. Oh, my gosh my heart though like i i need to know everything how did they not get like what split them up what happened we'll find Katie. out today i guess <laughs> hold your hold your goddamn horses it starts at eight <laughs> i need to know now <laughs> all right so uh there are a few things that i think i want to just touch on that i learned about the book great that i think you'll appreciate knowing i don't think you'll appreciate but i I think you'll appreciate knowing (laughs) i'm so ready so first of all my understanding is that ambrose and queenie are both cats with like i don't think queenie has any narration but like ambrose like narrates some of the book like it's from his pov wow um (laughs) and he's on his ninth life he apparently like in his past lives has come across like Marilee and Zachary and Blair before in that Blair killed him in one of his lives. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um so he he dislikes Blair cuz she fucking killed him. <laughs> um but he was in love with Queenie when in a different life. And so they already oh. know each other. Oh, and that's, that's why they have instant love. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he does. He decides that in order to have the best life, ninth life, he has to like help somebody, and that he's helping Zachary and Marilee get together. That's and then he like can go mission. to the heavy side layer. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like <laughs> also, like a lot of there's a lot of like weird changes. It seems like. Where, like, Zachary hates his parents. It's not only that they got divorced, but he, like, actively hates his parents. And Marilee's family is all totally fine. Oh, her (laughs) parents aren't dead? Her parents aren't dead. She has, like, a ton of siblings. Huh. It's, It's, like, I'm not sure. I don't know. Just, just different. It's harder to have multiple siblings, I think, in a 90 minute movie. I agree, to to know them. but but still, like her parents are fine. You know that that whole like my parents died and I put my life on hold thing. Not a, not there. Um, and there's not like all these firehouse scenes. Oh, which seems very weird to me as a thought process because like you're always at the firehouse with Zachary. Yeah, and he's always being ribbed by the guys, and I think that's like really endearing. Yeah, it's actually then, like kind of a, a new and noteworthy I was going to talk about. 
Yeah. Um, and lastly, which I think is you know a, another reason I will never read the book, um, is apparently Marilee is obsessed about and Marilee and her entire family is obsessed about the fifty pounds that she lost at some point, like since high school. So you, yeah. So like this movie, just go with the movie is the answer. Yeah. But if you want more in depth, you listen to the which one, which was better. It's a it's a fun episode, but. I mean, which was movie. better is always a fun episode, even if the books are like terrible. But yeah, whatever. But, but the answer is movie. <laughs> movie, great. <laughs> All right, should we get into what the fucks? Yeah, I okay. mean, I I only have a, a couple little things, but okay. at one point in this, in while while watching the movie, um. I, I was channeling my inner Stefan because I was like, this movie has everything. Christmas, love, cats, home renovations, Superman. It does have everything. I agree. It does. It's like all of the things that I like like about just like, you know, when I'm spending my time not working, it involves cats. Yeah. Home renovation shows Christmas. <laughs> Romance. Not so much Superman, though, but, you know. Eh, could could be worse. Could be worse. Um, so I have a few what-the-fuck moments that I've been thinking about as what-the-fuck moments since well before our podcast, since the very first time that I saw this movie. They get me every single time, and this is how my brain works. <laughs> Great. Okay. So the reason that Marilee and Zachary initially meet in the movie is that they meet at the pet food section of the grocery store, which is a great scene. Yeah. In like world's awkward, awkward lady moments. And I love it. Uh, specifically the ice cream scene. That ice cream scene is that, brilliant. That That is just kind of like females in a scene. <laughs> Real fast to describe the ice cream scene before like, so she goes to get like a pint, puts it back. Gets a gallon, puts it back, then gets the tub, and she's like, "Yeah, this is this is the mood today." <laughs> it's brilliant, yeah, and everyone can relate to it. Yes, although I did want to know what flavor do you think Mrs. Claus ice cream is? Like, what, what does it did, taste like? No, didn't it say like cotton candy mint or something like that? There was a flavor it, on it at some point. Okay, I I only saw the t the name of the ice cream was mrs claus and i was like not cotton candy candy cane there was like it was okay. candy cane something okay that that does make some sense but it was called mrs claus and i was like i do not know what you're buying it's just it looks sherbet-y anyway but okay the reason they meet they're at the the pet food section the reason why this confuses me is she works at a pet supply store and doesn't she get a discount there and why wouldn't she be buying her pet food from there <laughs> That is a good point. Did she actually pick something up, though? I thought yes. she just saw him. Oh. No. Oh. She gets some cat food for Queenie. I, I wonder if that's one of the things that she was just, like, on the way past it, saw this cute guy, wanted to go, whatever, and then she didn't want to be the weirdo that just stopped to talk to him and just grabbed something real fast. <laughs> I hope so, because I was just like, you know, once or twice, fine. But, like, you you don't you get at least 10% off? And yeah. if, if you only get 10% off, that's shitty. Like, yeah. So that was always a little, like, confusion moment for me. I understand that, yeah. The other thing that confuses me greatly is when they do their 
shopping spree dress up. So she goes. She's wearing jeans and like a sweater and a coat. And then they buy this dress. And then she's wearing this dress and heels and has to walk home. Like, and is in that and has to walk home in it. Where are her clothes? (laughs) Where did they go? (laughs) What happened to them? Maybe she left them in Jacqueline's car. I hope so. I hope she gets them back. Actually, that that whole thing is also my main what the fuck moment is generally when I go shopping for something and they go and I know it's like a birthday, like we're getting dolled up or whatever, but usually you get dolled up if you have specific plans after and they don't like she's just going to go home and she is buying the dress for the party that's happening. She does wear it later. So the big thing is, though, it's it's in the middle of the day. It is daytime. She is wearing this black short lace dress with black heels and a full fucking face of makeup like dark lips dark eyes all this her hair is all done up she looks beautiful but the biggest question is why like why why like when you're going shopping why are you like wearing the look now even if it's like to adult like show your fake boyfriend that you're all dolled up but then when she gets out of the car and is attempting to walk home i was like someone's gonna think that she's a street walker oh she- a hundred percent because also that is a i mean she looks great yeah that is a tight short black dress yeah all she needed to do was take off those heels and be carrying them and that is one hardcore you know let's be generous walk of shame even though we shouldn't call it that event for sure well but (laughs) because it's just it's such a nighttime look the whole thing is a nighttime look i don't even think she's wearing that much makeup when she goes to the mayor's party in that dress you know, it's funny because I feel like we've discussed Kimberly Sestad wearing like too dark makeup for in the time Sensibility and Snowman. Yes. Yep. Which wasn't across the universe that I like, had. <laughs> like she's she's so pretty, and yet they keep doing this to her. I feel like I'm not sure why. In this movie, it's only this one scene, but yeah, in that in that movie. It was like freaking. It was too much. Yeah, she was like a freaking silent film star at breakfast. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Uh, um, yeah. But that was my that was my major um, what the fuck. The only small other what the fuck moment that I had was I I kind of want to do a thumbs down on this the location scouting for her apartment that she shares with Queenie before she gets evicted because Queenie is supposed to be a hiding cat and her front door is a window. It's a very weird. It like it looks like a townhouse. It doesn't look like an apartment to me. No, but is- I'm going to like if you're going to hide something, your front door is a window. Queenie should <laughs> always be in a room or something because if she just walks yeah. by and looks out the window anybody could see her right that whole part of like i get i get that secret cat like there are some things that you do kind of deal yeah he does make a point of like did you inform the tenant that you were coming like they can't come in you can't no. do that no they can't and she didn't give her like 48 hours to evict either like right. she just said get out now um, right. I was a little bit worried about what, like, was it a furnished apartment? Like, did she, because she didn't seem to take very much furniture with her, but I feel like that's, there's some, but there's, like, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. I, I just, you know, that's one of those, like, we're just going to let that one go. Mm-hmm. That one we're not going to think too hard about. <laughs> True. 
Should we jump into Hallmark Hallmarks? Let's do it. Okay. You want to go first? Sure. She's not dating right now, and neither is he. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I have. Um, I have someone doesn't like pets, so they are obviously evil. <laughs> <laughs> um, Telling your family about a bogus relationship that you have. Yeah, I call that fake relationship slash relationship of lies. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, we have the, when are you going to settle down? Gross. Uh, we have a rival blonde. Blair's blonde. Uh, parents got divorced, so love is not real. <laughs> um, big sister took care of little sister after parents' death. Yes. Uh, I, I didn't know how to put this, but you'll understand, I think. Being told they're in love by an outside third party and then hearing what the other person in the relationship says as if it is related to them being in love and like mishearing things and like I think you over- need to explain. Okay. All his friends at the fire station are like you love her. He's like no I don't. But then every time she speaks for like the next like five scenes, he like She's like, wait, are you okay? Like, you're being weird. Because he is hearing, like, do you want to get married, basically? Oh, yeah. And she, she, when she's like, what do you want to do for dinner? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I understand. Yeah, he gets he gets a paranoia after realizing after, he's in love with her. Well, but he's he, he was told that he was in love with her. And now everything that she says has a romantic connotation that maybe it has but maybe it very much doesn't <laughs> i see this that's a good one i like that my next one's simple they're picking out a christmas tree yeah and decorating it yeah uh, we have a folgers product placement oh shit yeah that's nice we haven't had those in a while. No, we haven't. There was another product placement that I noticed in this movie, but now I can't remember. I didn't write it down. Mm. Um, but um, my last one that I wrote down um, is getting upset by something but not asking for an explanation. Yeah. I, I have communication issues. <laughs> yeah. I mean, communication issues can, like, be so many other things. This is very specific. Like, I saw you do a thing, and I'm not going to give you any choice in explaining this to me or asking you about it. I'm just going to assume the worst and and nope myself out of here. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Such a thing. That was my last one. Me too. Swell. Swell. Pretty parade, even though I know what one of them is going to be. <laughs> Pretty parade. I just like Marilee's look just kind of in general she she wears like flattering comfy looking clothes in a way that I'm just sort of like yeah and she's sort of like not she's unapologetic about a lot of it where like when they go to the restaurant and like the waiter is clearly giving her judgment about her puffy coat which um judgment on him for judging a puffy about having the puffy yeah i have a lot yeah. of thoughts about that too but um like she was like oh yeah please take my coat like it's like clearly she only has that coat because she's a sane person who doesn't have 17 other coats <laughs> and it's cold and it's cold hypothetically yeah except she she is able to wear lace and like a mini skirt 
later, but the... yeah. we're not going to think too hard it. about that. <laughs> so that was that was my pretty parade. Yeah, my pretty parade was just kitties Woo-hoo! and his house. I really liked his house that he's that he's fixing up. It has really great windows and like a turret. It's fantastic. I called it in my notes uh, the Spellman House. Ah, yeah. Because <laughs> that's really what it looked like for me. <laughs> I love it. For sure. Um, do you have any across the universe? Yes. And that, and not including Nine Kittens of Christmas, which is the title of tonight's premiere. Um, so this is one that I'm, I'm pretty sure... I can't confirm it, but I thought of this visually, um, and then I looked it up, and they were both, both this movie and this and the movie Love at First Bark, which is a dog-related Hallmark movie, um, were both filmed in the Vancouver area, and I'm 92, we'll say 92% sure, that uh, the final pet adoption in both this movie and Love at First Bark is filmed in the same place <laughs> with the same little, like, gazebo-y thing. That's really, really cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> My only across the universe is Ambrose looked a lot like Elliot the cat from The Story of Us. And they mm-hmm. are – I don't think it's the same cat because, you know, it was a long time before. But they're both cats that come to work with you. I can't imagine that. <laughs> I know, and I just kind of wish that I had a cat that could do that. <laughs> right, like the idea that my cat would follow me out the door and into my car is laughable. Right. <laughs> I mean, Elliot had a carrier and everything, but the fact that they're okay being transported to and fro, nah. No. <laughs> Not going to happen. Like the, the hatred of the carrier is real. <laughs> it's real. Speaking of real, uh, I'm going to insert my really unreal here. Yay! Um, so, uh, if you've been, if you are a listener of One Kiss Means Forever, you know that we have shows that we track where uh, Hallmark stars will often be uh, abundant on certain TV shows. One of those shows is Unreal, which is a, a TV show that was on FX for a long time, uh, the more adult side of your favorite Hallmark actors. Um, and we have two people. Uh, so the woman who played Blair, mm-hmm. Chelsea Hobbs of Forever Christmas, um, <laughs> uh, she was the camera love, op- the camera operator love interest, uh, side love interest of a character. And Jacqueline, uh, Stephanie Bennett, was an, a, a one of the early on uh, contestants on yeah. the Unreal show. Yeah, she right. played Pepper, a teacher. And she has a movie coming up soon where her last name is Pepper. <laughs> cool. Do you have any new and noteworthy? Well, I liked that there was so much, like, masculine energy in this movie. You don't often see that. Like, I liked all the, the firehouse guys, and it seemed, like, legit. Um, and one thing that I thought was new and noteworthy about this movie is Christmas is an afterthought in a lot of ways, where I feel like this is one of those movies that usually bothers me where it didn't have to be a Christmas movie necessarily, but Christmas mm-hmm. sort of, like, amplified the, the story rather than overtook it. Yeah. I liked that it was Christmas. I felt that, like, if you told me it wasn't Chris, like, to do it outside of Christmas, it could be done. But I appreciate the Christmasness of it. I hear that. Yeah. 
supporting shout out? Um, I loved Lucy at the pet store. Now who? That's who mine was too. Yay! Uh, mostly for the scene in which Zach comes back to fla- to find Marilee, and Lucy is like, "Like I'm so mad that you would ever date such a person as Blair." Don't you know she's a horrible conniving bitch? Yes. 100% that's the same thing too. I'm like she does not pull it like she doesn't pull any punches. And yeah. I also appreciated she's like I'm not going to give you Marilee's info, but he, her last name is this. Look her up. <laughs> right. Right. Like uh there is like a thought of like he can't find her blah blah blah. But when they do find each other and she gets evicted, he almost immediately invites her to move in and she does. So it's a little bit like, okay, insane person who apparently has no regard for your own safety, but yeah. it's fine. Whatever. It, it's, it, it helps the story. And I think like, it's cute. Like, you know, well, if a cute guy like that had said, like, yeah, I, have no. a, I have an apartment, I'm like, all right. Well, that was another thing about the book is apparently that doesn't happen in the book. She doesn't ever move in with him, which – if she doesn't move in with him, then you don't get the, like, they hang out all the time and, like, have a routine and mm-hmm. she doesn't do things like find the perfect paint shade and connect the stove. Like, if that's – if she's not around, he's not spending time with her. And, it, you know, it's a it's a force together to create a relationship situation that I think you kind of need. I think so too. And that's one thing I like about this movie yeah. is, you know, I think when you have – I like this movie so much because – I guess I'm just going to put this here. Um, because I feel like I spent most of my life kind of like merrily in that like I never liked the guy. like they, Or they, I never thought the guy would really like me. So I'd always have crushes on people, but I'm so used to not having been – you know, being the crush e or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so – I just love the stories where maybe the insecure girl and the really cute guy just happen to be in a situation where you they can really see each other as people because life wouldn't bring them together in that way anyway. Mm-hmm. And I love those kinds of stories. Yeah. I hear that. Anyway. Yeah. Kiss anyway. meter. <laughs> kiss meter. Uh, so we have two kisses. We have the mistletoe kiss and the final kiss. Yeah. Um, for the mistletoe kiss – I gave it a seven because it's awkward as a way to find out if somebody likes you. It's also, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings about mistletoe as a way to make people kiss each other. Um, But it does feel like it's really satisfying when it happens in the movie. So like, like I'm very torn about that. Yeah. And he gives this little smile, like he kisses her and then like smiles almost like against her mouth right at the end there. And it is, whew, that, that's what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. I So I actually gave this a nine because Ooh, okay. 
because the kiss itself, if you were just going to look at the kiss and with that little smile and like how he's holding her face and whatever, I was like, this is a freaking great kiss. If I <laughs> just take away everything about like the mistletoe and her embarrassment and that he's blaming the kiss on the mistletoe when obviously they just really wanted to kiss each other. If you take all of that kind of awkwardness away, sure, I understand your seven, but the kiss itself. Woo! Nine. <laughs> uh, and the final kiss, uh, it feels more passionate and that they're really going for it a little bit more to me. So that one I gave an eight. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like the lines around it are really dumb, even though I like the callback to like she initially like tells him like what she's learning and it's about mountain lions. Blah, 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 blah. Um. So like it's a good callback and I like that, but the it 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 is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Um, I think I'm just not putting them in the spot of like the, I'm just looking at the kisses because I also gave it a nine. Okay. Because but I agree that it like I like the callback. I think it's kind of stupid, just like the way everything was going, but. The connection and the passion is there. I could have mm-hmm. used a little bit more church tongue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it does pull out rather quickly. That's true. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. It does. It goes. It goes. It it zooms out pretty quickly. <laughs> it could have been better, but yeah. Um, I thought it was. I thought they just kissed well together. I guess. Yeah. They seem to be friends. So, so Hannah. Yes, Katie. Would you watch this movie? A hundred million percent. Meow. It's so good. It's so much fun. I watch this movie periodically. Uh, I will happily admit to listening to which was better when it initially came out, stopping mid-podcast to watch this movie. (laughs) Being like, I can't do it anymore. I got to go back and watch the movie right now. (laughs) i love that yeah that's it's that's that's where i am on this movie like it it's so so much fun and so ridiculous and it's it's great (laughs) how about you i love this movie (laughs) i think it's wonderful i love the pet love i love how this movie feels like it's really long but it's not and that's i say that in like a good they they use their time really well it doesn't feel rushed yeah it feels like a lot gets put in yeah they have time to have conversations yeah yeah there there are conversations but i also feel like like i learned a lot about these characters and their relationship without it like feeling rushed. Yeah. Um, and I also said that sometimes I'm ridiculous. I quote myself. I love that Christmas is a sort of salad dressing on this movie and not the main ingredient like Die Hard. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it helps completely. that it's a Christmas, but it doesn't got to be. But <laughs> I like that it is. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you completely. All right, so we suggest this movie. We like this movie. Yay! Hope you enjoy Nine Kittens of Christmas tonight. Yeah, we'll be on Twitter. Tweet along with us. Uh, and to do that, it, we are one kiss means forever. The one and the four are numerical. 
Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook there too. And uh, if you just want to say hey, you can also email us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on our, lo- on our logo. Uh, thanks, as always, to Flint Pastures for our outro music. His stuff's on Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, all those fun, fun places. Um, and thanks, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Yay. Thanksgiving. Meowy Christmas. Meowy Christmas. Uh, go stuff yourself with whatever food you decide to eat today. And then sit on your couch and watch television with us tonight. Yay! We'll see you guys next week. Bye! Bye!